today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Uh, yesterday it was announced that uh, the, pretty much uh, the demise of the Energy East uh, pipeline. Uh, TransCanada made the decision to cancel the Energy East pipeline project, uh, exposed deep divisions across the political landscape on Thursday right across the country. Uh, let's bring in uh, right now Dan McTagg, former Liberal MP and Consumer Affairs critic, analyst at uh, GasBuddy.com. That's GasBuddy.com to find out more. He's here now. Dan, thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. Uh, it's good to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me. Uh, what? Why did TransCanada pull out of this? Is it about environmental issues or is it about the market? Well, the market has been a problem since 2013, 2014, uh, probably since September of 2014 when prices began to fall. But that did not stop TransCanada from pr- uh, proceeding and pushing ahead with the uh, pipeline, mostly because the pipeline itself is, uh, I wouldn't say entirely, but a good amount of it is already built. Uh, the headwinds that uh, the company was facing, I think, became pretty evident when uh, activists, environmental activists, decided to violently uh, overturn and uh, prevent uh, the National Energy Board from uh, considering uh, the extension of uh, that pipeline, turning it obviously from a natural gas pipeline to a, an oil pipeline, extending it across Quebec in, to meet uh, open waters uh, that uh, are ice-free, basically, in uh, in New Brunswick, near the Irving plant. Uh, that's really, I think, what the touching, uh, the, the, the main point was as far as uh, the uh, the cancellation and the decision, which I think was very diplomatic on behalf of TransCanada Pipelines. I heard Russ Gerling's uh, commentary. I thought he was very uh, high road about it. Uh, but uh, clearly, uh, you couldn't mistake the disappointment uh, uh, from the provincial governments, from the Maritimes, uh, and back into Alberta and Saskatchewan. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't hear much here in Ontario, and you should have, because a lot of that, those pipes were to be built here. A lot of the engineering involved with building those pipes were in Peterborough, Ontario. Now, of course, they're going to close the CGE plant, which has been there, Canadian General Electric, uh, since the uh, late 1890s. Uh, 800 jobs gone. There, There's a number of uh, stakeholders, those who had an interest here, uh, who were on board, and unfortunately, uh, it, uh, the, taint, the, the change in the terms of reference that uh, the uh, Canadian government, the Trudeau government, saddled the NEB with, National Energy Board, the regulator that approves these pipelines, to include indirect costs and indirect uh, causation of greater emissions somewhere in the world, I think was the deal killer, and it's why uh, the company TransCanada Pipelines uh, chose to Abandon the uh, 16, 12 to 16 uh, dollar, billion dollar project, which would have probably netted Canada an additional anywhere from 10 to 20 billion dollars in, uh, in additional sales of uh, Canadian oil to a world that wants more oil. How does the Prime Minister feel about this? I mean, for a while there, the way he was approving them and pushing them forward, it seemed like he was doing more than Harper was for these. Well, I think that's a little unfair uh, characterization. I'm not here to defend Mr. Harper, and I'm certainly not here to give Mr. Trudeau a hard time, but I think the fact is the detail was pretty much done on the case of Trans Mountain Pipeline. Kind of hard to argue against a pipeline. It's only going to be a few feet away from an existing pipeline, uh, really a doubling of the pipeline. So it was a no-brainer. But the other ones, of course, were rejected. Another pipeline, the Line 6, uh, the uh, 5, rather, that carries itself through uh, the Manitoba border back into Alberta, was just a relining of the, uh, of the of the existing corroded pipeline. So uh, generally, though, we've seen um, a number of pipeline proposals, the Pacific Northwest uh, pipeline. Uh, we've seen the uh, 
Uh, we've seen now this pipeline take a, a deep dive, uh, and we've seen uh, what amounts to at least $30 billion in potential investments, both with uh, oil and LNG leave Canada over the past several months. Uh, that kind of number simply cannot be replaced in terms of expected economic uh, outcomes, which I think would have been very positive for Canada. And we've discussed this many times, you and I, Scott, about the positive uh, effects of being able to sell more oil to the rest of the world. Our number one export, it is by in itself the largest uh, area of exports, more than auto parts. And I know some people think that's not the case, but when you consider the amount of reimportation of uh, Canadian auto parts, uh, a lot of it is already built, uh, partially assembled here, sent back maybe two or three or four times. So it's uh, the, the metrics used to calculate the automotive puts it at a distant second to oil. And unfortunately, we've lost uh, a rather significant wealth creator, wealth generator, something that would have united uh, the country from virtually coast to coast. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.